transform your home in one weekend with paint from Menards. Get a paint that combines durability and gorgeous color. Dutch Boys DuraClean Interior Paint and Primer in One offers Stay Clean technology, making your home stay beautiful and clean longer. And with Dutch Boys Easy Opening Smooth Pouring Container, transforming your home has never been easier. Save big money on Dutch Boy paints and head into Menards to get your paint project started today. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right, let's do it. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. Scott Robbins off today. Well-deserved day off for Mr. Robbins. Yeah. I don't think we're going to make fun of him. No. He's very worried about that. Maybe a little later. We'll see. Okay. All right. The president has COVID, not cancer. Yeah, right. Well, we, we think not cancer. He, he did well, say I thought that he we, had cancer. But. I thought we cleared that up, but it's been very confusing. Yeah, it has. But even more confusing to me is the spin out of the White House, because we're supposed to now believe that COVID is so dangerous that kids may still need to be masked up for the school year. And maybe we'll, we, we should be considering if there's a surge in the fall, we need to be considering closing down schools. Right? These are the things that people are talking about uh, in passing, especially in places like California, in deep blue states that are still just not able to let go of the pandemic right now. But we're all supposed to believe that a 79-year-old man is going to be just fine. So, so if the 79-year-old dude, Joe Biden, is going to be fine with COVID, which I think he will be, yeah. why are we worried about a six-year-old? It doesn't make any sense. Like so much of this stuff with COVID. And again, I'm, I'm going to bang the drum again. I'm sorry. How in the world can you have mandates for anyone in the military when it doesn't stop the spread? No. It should can't. be your own choice because you're only trying to protect yourself. Because if we're to believe what they're telling us, and I'm not saying that they're lying, to say, well, it could keep you out of the hospital or keep you from dying. Everything's going to be much milder if you're vaccinated. Okay, well, then it's the person's choice right. whether or not they want to go that route. But it doesn't stop the spread. So why the mandate? No. It doesn't make sense. No, it really doesn't make sense. Uh, and by the way, you know, we were hearing about how important it was to do contact tracing and things like that. Like you had kids in some school districts who had to have their little special QR code to, to right. scan into school every day so that they could track who was getting COVID from whom and they could isolate the right people. Right. Well, now yeah, there might have been a kid I know personally that got COVID. OK. And then had to talk about everyone that he had been around. OK. Well, and all of a sudden, you've got half your offensive line gone for a big football game. Yeah. Because then they had to be quarantined. It's not like anybody looked at the kid that originally got COVID and said, thanks a lot. <laughs> right. It's going to be all right, buddy. Anyway. <laughs> but now that the president of the United States has COVID, uh, it, it shouldn't matter where he got COVID from. That's what they tell us. That's what the White House press secretary, Corrine Jean-Pierre, said yesterday. Look, I, I don't think that that matters, right? I think what matters is we prepared for this moment. I think what matters uh, is what Dr. Jha just laid out. 
<laughs> the goalposts always move with these people. We're going to tell you what matters most now. Uh, right. If we look at where we were, were a year and a half ago, this is a president, when he walked in, one of his first priorities was to make sure we had a comprehensive plan to get people vaccinated. Are you pretending there was no plan? <laughs> right. Well, what are you talking about? Are you, you're acting like, oh, you know what? Fauci wasn't even around before Joe got here. <laughs> yeah. It, the revisionist history is really something. Well, well, and the other thing is, why is that something that matters at all from a year and a half ago? The question is, uh, you know, where did he get it from? Did he potentially get it from or give it to the uh, crown prince in Saudi Arabia? I mean, that's that's those are reasonable questions, considering all the unreasonable things that especially our society put children through through this entire pandemic. Yes, absolutely. I mean, you're talking about, hey, I mean, think about it now when someone gets covid and I know of a few people. I don't know if they want me to talk about it. So I guess it's not important that I give names with people close to me. And as soon as they know they have it, if they've been around anybody, what do you do? You call them, you let them know, hey, just a heads up. I'm sure we're all going to be all right, but I just got COVID. I got to be out for a while. Well, okay, thanks for the heads up. Yeah. This doesn't really matter where you got it. Oh, okay. New rules now. New rules, yes. Okay, got it. Meanwhile, there is a big crisis at the border. It doesn't slow down. It's not going to stop anytime soon with the people that are currently in charge. And so... It's been this this deal for a while where Texas was just taking people and putting them on buses, sending them to D.C. Yeah. to say, okay, Biden, you deal with it. And then there was an update on this story this week, David. Yeah, well, uh, Eric Adams was worried about, uh, you know, very worried about migrants being bused into New York City. And most of that's from the federal government, by the way. It's not the, it's not the governor of Texas as far as New York City is concerned. And Eric Adams is out there saying, well, we got to be a partnership, okay? This is this is a stress on our resources. Right. You know? This is a real burden on New Yorkers as we're trying to do the right thing. It's a burden. Uh, we already, as I stated, we already have an overburdened shelter system. Mm. So now we're talking about, as you stated, food, clothing, school. This is going to impact our uh, our schools because we do not turn away individuals because they're undocumented. Uh, translation services. There's just a whole host of things that this is going to produce, and that's why we need we need help and getting this done, and we need the right coordination to make it happen. Hmm. Yeah. Um, well, the uh, mayor pro tem in Eagle Pass, Texas, Yolanda Ramon, spoke yes. to. This was the Daily Wire, right? That's where I heard the story. Yeah. Yeah. Had and a, had an interesting take uh, to Eric Adams um, and I think to the people in D.C. as well. Because as she had said, and there's no Democrats coming down here to see what's going on yeah. and what we have to deal with. I would just say, you know, to both of them, without the due respect, welcome to our world. You know, there, uh, New York probably has, what, 7, 8 million people there. We are a city of 25,000 with our county combined, maybe 50,000 at the most, and we get them by the thousands on a daily basis. Yeah. Where's the help there? Yeah. No, if you bring up that and you're in South Texas, you're just hateful, xenophobic, whatever. 
But now that it's affecting the real people in the major metropolitan areas like New York City and D.C., now it's an, now it's an issue. Again, what we see from these leaders on the East Coast and at the national level is that if they if it's not affecting them, the rest of us just have to take our beatings. That's it. Yes, that's absolutely true. Oh, it's a burden on our resources. The nerve. Yeah. Remember to go with that. I I don't care about the people of Texas and Arizona. All oh, you people. That that's just part of living in a border state. Right. It's basically what they're saying. Right. So I'm glad that she said what she said. Welcome to our world. Mm-hmm. Deal with this all of the time. Now, as far as the president, um, I know he said he had cancer, mm-hmm. but he meant to say that he had asthma. Yeah. So just to reset this whole thing, and when he was in Massachusetts the other day, he was talking about growing up near oil refineries in Delaware, and he said this. Okay. I just in an apartment complex when we moved to Delaware. Yeah. And just up the road, a little school I went to, Holy Rosary Grade School. And because it was a four lane highway that was accessible, my mother drove us, and rather than us be able to walk. And guess what? The first frost, you know what was happening? You had to put on your windshield wipers to get literally the oil slick off the window. That's why I and so damn many other people I grew up have cancer. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, the oil slick on the window yeah. caused cancer. Yeah. Um, he doesn't have cancer, at least as far as we know, so that was a slip up. Now, Town Hall Media actually figured out what he was trying to say, and it wasn't cancer, it was asthma. And this is based on a nearly identical story he told back in April. Okay. And I, we, I, when we went to a small little school, that was about uh, a mile from the apartment complex we lived mm-hmm. in, and a little school called Holy Rosary. And I, you couldn't walk to school because although it was a four-lane access highway, it was just too dangerous to cross some of the streets. And my mother would get in the, And when it came spring, I mean, it came in the fall, this is the God's truth. And you'd get in the car, and there's a little frost on the window, turn on the windshield wiper, there'd be an oil slick. Not a joke. I have asthma, and 80% of the people who, in fact, we grew up with have asthma. Mm-hmm. So it's asthma, uh, and he says that he has. That's what I think he meant to say, asthma, as opposed to cancer. Okay. So good news for anybody. You'd rather have asthma than cancer. Definitely. However, to say you don't have dementia (laughs) would be a real stretch. (laughs) To mix up the two as you mix up, well, things every day. I'll just say, yeah, it's like, oh, geez, I got leukemia. I mean, my knee is hurting, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. It's a problem, man. It's something every other day. And then they're out there, no, he doesn't have cancer. He has asthma. Oh, that makes sense. (laughs) Right. You know, the two are so closely linked. I mean, sometimes this is... This is the scary part in a way to me, that there's part of you that's just used to this. Yeah. Think about if all of a sudden it was Trudeau in Canada, it was Macron in France, it's another leader, and they said, yeah, and that's why I have cancer, right? Yeah. And then you got to go back and say, no, 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 it wasn't cancer, it was asthma. And you would say, what's wrong with that dude? Right. How do you confuse those two? But with Joe, we're just like, well, you know. Right. Yeah. You- you don't even have to go hypothetical on that point. 
because, you know, a lot of people have been analyzing every speech that Vladimir Putin has given since the invasion of Ukraine. And they're saying, well, he's a little puffy around the cheeks. Oh, well, he was gripping the desk during a meeting. So right. he's obviously very, very sick. But Joe Biden just has a stutter. Uh-huh. Please. <laughs> right. We all no, know what it, this is. That wasn't like c- 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 cancer. That, no. that He said cancer when he meant asthma. And that wasn't at the same place where he's trying to tell the name of the congressperson, Jake Auchincloss. And he goes, Congress, Auchincloss sauce? Where is she? There you go, Jake. Yeah. And it was the Auchincloss sauce. <laughs> Dude, he's not going to make it. He's got a lot of different problems. Wow. Okay. And then a big story. The Republican candidate for governor in New York attacked during the rally. And did you see the weapon the dude had? Yeah. We'll get to that story much more coming up right here. This is Sherry Preston, ABC News. Congratulations to KTSA on 100 years of service to San Antonio and South Texas. Innovation, resilience, agility. It's how Michigan businesses work together and continue to build the future. Our expertise, talented workforce, and collaborative environment are making a difference now and shaping the future. Join us and make your mark where it matters. Visit michiganbusiness.org radio to put your plans in motion. That's michiganbusiness.org radio. How long does it take to tackle a home project? With Angie, you could cross it off your list before this ad is over. Just tell us what you need, indoor or outdoor, repair or redesign, and we handle the rest, sending a top pro to get it done. You don't have to lift a finger, except to tap the screen or click the mouse. Plus, Angie is free to use. So bring us your next home project, and we'll bring it home. Download the app or go to Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot to get started. How about we grab a picnic and hang out by the lake? How about we go for a walk? How about we play tennis? Looking for people who just want to do something fun? Find them on Our Time, the number one site made for singles over 50. It's easy to use and easy to find people who love doing the same things you do. From gardening to wine tasting to just going for a bike ride. Because even doing the simple things are better together. Start for free today on OurTime.com. Kelly Blue Book is the one-stop shop for pricing, fixing, selling, and instant cash offering. Instant cash offer is exactly what it sounds like. An official offer to buy or trade your car. Just enter your VIN or license plate. Answer a few questions about your car's history and what kind of condition it's in. In minutes, you'll receive an offer to sell or trade your car that you can be sure is fair. Then choose a dealer to purchase your car and schedule a time to meet. For all of the it's, kbb.com. Hi, this is Bob. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. Scott Robbins, a well-deserved day off. Um, well, one thing that we know. When people are vaccinated, they can feel safe that they are not going to get infected. Got that right. <laughs> <laughs> Except the president, right. uh, he's, he's had them all. <laughs> didn't stop him from getting COVID well, he just or didn't. asthma or cancer. <laughs> okay. 
No, if you didn't hear already, uh, Biden mistakenly said he had cancer the other day. Obviously, he meant to say asthma. Well, I, not obviously, but apparently that is what he actually meant. I was being a smart Alec. <laughs> I'm, I'm, yes. I'm trying to understand. If you go, if you go to your doctor and they mix up asthma and cancer, you'll never go back to that doctor ever again. Um, sorry, Mr. Van Camp. I have your test results, and uh, you have cancer. What I do? Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I meant asthma. You know, it's easy to mix the right, two yeah. things up. Get them mixed up all the time. Yeah. Uh, there was an actual attack last night on a Republican candidate. Oh yeah. During a speech. Yeah, Lee Zeldin. Uh, he's running for governor in New York, and the attacker, this dude, walks up on stage and uh, grabbed him in the middle of a campaign speech and said, uh, you're done, you're done, and then tried to get him with this little, what, I, I, it's like a key ring knife, basically. It looks kind of like a cat that yes. you can put around a finger, so if somebody comes to you, you can turn around and clock them. And it'll stab them. You know, it used to be the old thing is you put the keys between your fingers if you're yes. alone walking at night, right, or something like that. So you can, it'll that it's like makeshift brass knuckles basically. And apparently that's what this guy had. Yes, because I've seen him. I know exactly what you're talking about. And if you haven't, and you hear, it's like a cat that you put your fingers. <laughs> in. It's the best way to say it, I suppose, is like if it were brass knuckles, but it's only your middle and ring finger would yeah. go through them, okay? And then when you're talking about the cat, it would be two cat ears that are coming yes. straight up. Yeah. And that's what's sharp, which could do damage. Yeah. But if you actually look at the piece, and they put, there's like whiskers etched on this thing. Yeah. It's really strange. But that's what the dude had. And it was weird because as you watch the footage of it, obviously, he should never have been on the stage, and you should be in trouble and arrested for that. Um, but it's almost like, did he want to do damage? Because if that was your sole goal, he would have walked right up and then used that thing as quickly as he could. Yeah. But he was saying something, what, you're done. Yeah. You're done. And so then as security grabs that guy he was holding on to the candidate's arm and then was drugged down with him and then quickly got back up. Yeah. And he's already said today, it's not going to stop me from campaigning today. Oh, no. No, it really shouldn't. And apparently he is a big threat to Hochul in New York. Could be. Because, I mean, she has all the warmth of a of, what, of an ice tray. Yes. She's like I, a robot. Yeah. But I, I will say, credit where credit's due, I guess. This is this is where we are, where it's the bare minimum that somebody comes out and condemns it. Kathy Hochul did very quickly uh, come out and say that, uh, you know, this I condemn this violent behavior in the strongest terms possible as no place in New York. Yes. The other great thing about that story, and it's not great, it's really sad, but Zeldin said right away, thing is, I'm not going to stop fighting against... Well, criminals in this state yeah. and people that let him go, because this guy's probably going to be let go, and I'm paraphrasing, shortly yeah. or out within a day, whatever. And sure enough, he's already out. Yeah. Yeah. You know, How you, in the world does that happen? You, you know, you, you, you attempt to rough up a public official. That's not a big crime, apparently. I, you think about all the, all the double standards that happen. You know that guy, Alex Stein? I think we had talked about it last week. He's this online troll. 
who called uh, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez like his favorite big booty Latina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Outside of the uh, of the or on the steps of the of the Capitol building, and you know she treated that like it was a real violent threat against her. She called the cops. Her her office <laughs> called Capitol Police five times. It's a great point. And then that made national headlines. You have this guy showing up trying to at least maim a Republican candidate for governor, and it's out of the news cycle in like a day. Yes, that's the way it rolls. You know, just a little ray of sunshine, what I thought was a nice story on a horrific situation in Uvalde. Mm -hmm. And the more we've learned over time, the more heart-wrenching and angering it is. Yeah. Did you see where Bo Jackson anonymously donated to pay for the Uvalde victims' funerals? Wow. And he said that he had driven through there a few times. He didn't know a soul there. Yeah. But he just felt terrible for everyone there, and that was just something he wanted to do. Donated $170,000 to pay for all of the funeral expenses for the victim's family. Bo knows still to this day. He knows how to do it. Um, Did you know Donald Trump stumbled over the word yesterday, and that is a bombshell? (laughs) We'll explain. Coming up. Dave Ramsey here, celebrating 100 years of service. News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. This news... San Antonio's News, Traffic, and Weather Station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, Gen Xer. The millennial David Van Camp. The sexy boomer need a little nappy poo. (laughs) Need a little day off. (laughs) No, well-deserved day off. Scott Robbins. He'll be back on Monday. Okay. Oh, if we could just hold hands together and brace... Uh, as we're hearing more and learning more about January 6th. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, good news. Good news. That is, uh, we're not done hearing about it. Oh, really? I know last night was supposed to be the last night of mm-hmm. the charade in the theater, right? Yeah. So I think we all know what happened January 6th. But no. Uh, you know what? I'll just leave it to the professionals at NBC and the Today Show to let you know why this is going to continue into September and beyond. Yeah. Okay. Go, roll it. Originally, this was supposed to be the conclusion. It was of the supposed hearings. to be. Yeah. But we heard some of the lawmakers say last night they've gotten more evidence what? as the hearings have gone on, more witnesses coming no. forward. So what's the plan now? Yeah, specifically that the dam has begun to break. Right. That's how Liz Cheney framed it, okay. the vice chair of this committee. So I'm sorry. You know what? I should have gave you a trigger warning. I saw you almost throw up, David. The dam has begun to break. <laughs> Oh, no, people are going to be talking more about how Donald Trump behaved on January 6th than in the following days. Oh, my God. How Chewbacca guy was almost president. Anyway, go on. We don't know what we're going to see. That's kind of an open question because the committee was really deliberate in the way that they crafted this sort of narrative arc over the course of these eight hearings, seven plus the surprise. We're not sure what that's going to look like in September. We do know that they're getting more witnesses. They're issuing more subpoenas. They've got a lot more information coming in. Okay. All right. Yeah, you know, I keep I keep going back to this because I have I've just for the sake of the show, I've paid attention to it. Um, and been watching it and reading transcripts and all of this and trying to actually, and I'm, I'm still going back to this question, what are you trying to convince me of? 
What's the thesis here? What, that, that the riot at the Capitol was bad? I knew that then. I said so then. Oh, yeah. I think <laughs> pretty much every conservative I know said that. No one believed it was a coup. No. That they were actually trying to overthrow the government. It's tough to do that without firearms. Yeah. Um, what are they trying to convince you of? I suppose, number one, that Donald Trump could never be president again. That's first and foremost. Okay, well, again, judging on the people who are trying to convince me of that, it makes me want Trump to be president again more than ever. I know. Yes. That is that is absolutely true. And a quick side note to that. Did you notice the failing New York Times this week had a lot of their writers admit when they were wrong about something? <laughs> There's a series of those going oh, really? on. And one of them is about Trump and Trump voters. It's almost like they're trying to take this step back, but at the same time, make it so yeah. Trump could never be president again, because I think, honestly, they fear him more than anybody else. Yeah. Not for the reasons that they would tell you. Um, but to your point, why is this? Are they still going on with it? People have lost interest. That is obvious. Yeah. But it's to keep it out there until election time. Oh, sure. That's another point of it. And what was supposed to be the big bombshell that Trump stumbled over the word yesterday? Well, well, the January 6th committee played something that they said was a bombshell about Donald Trump. It was the outtakes from the address he gave the day after the Capitol riot. Yes, I saw that. And it's like, okay, yeah, the guy has notes about a speech that was written for him. Right, so? and there are certain ways that he wants to come across and certain phrases he doesn't want to use. <gasps> Oh, no, roll the tape. The demonstrators who infiltrated the Capitol have defied the seat of dust. It's defiled, right? See, I can't see it very well. Okay, I'll, I'll do this. I'm going to do this. Let's go. But this election is now over. Congress has certified the results. I don't want to say the election's over. I just want to say Congress has certified the results without saying the election's over, okay? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> he doesn't want to say the election's over. I'm sorry, but bitter old Hillary Clinton was saying that the 2016 election was illegitimate the month before the 2020 election. Yes. So screw you in this bombshell revelation. Who cares? Yes. yes. The other part, and I know the hate will come for saying it, but it's true. Okay. There was a lot of nefarious activity around the last election. Oh, yeah. Okay, and it was known. The whole question at the time, was there enough evidence to prove in a short amount of time and that there would be enough to overturn it? And it turned out there wasn't. And there are people still working on the evidence, and there's more and more that, that comes out all the time. There was just a huge story out of Wisconsin within the last few weeks. Yeah, was, well, the Supreme Court... Uh, Wisconsin said that, yeah, the drop boxes that were so ubiquitous during the 2020 election uh, were illegal. Now, again, there is no mechanism that will magically make Donald Trump president again. The only way no. he would ever become president again is if he ran and won in an election, period, right. the end. Even the lawsuit involved in this particular case didn't ask for relief for the 2020 election, right? But yes. that's one of the things, and I'll just go back to this real quick. That's one of the things, and you can check the tapes from the time, that was ticking me off about Trump and, and some of the crazy legal minds that he had around him at the time. Because they're talking about Venezuelans and voting machines, when mm -hmm. the obvious to me at the time, the obvious 
case that you could actually make is that states and secretaries of states, administrators of, of, of elections, um, violated state laws with yes. these drop boxes. You absolutely could have made that case, mm-hmm. and they didn't. Instead, they were talking about releasing the Kraken and all that nonsense. Right. So my point is, I don't blame him for just wanting to say, yeah, Congress, they voted. There it is. Sin. However, however he phrased that. Go back to it. Congress has certified the results. Certify the results. Well, isn't that another way of saying it's over? Yeah. Yes. Dude, Stacey Abrams did the same thing after 2018. Uh, she said that Brian Kemp will be the governor of Georgia, but she did not say that she lost the election. And that was okay. So how is this supposed to be a bombshell? It's not. It's, it's garbage. But more on that a little bit later. You know, this is an underreported story, in my opinion. You hear bombshell all the time, okay? Dare I say, this is a freaking bombshell. I'll give you the title of the story. No clear evidence depression caused by chemical imbalance in the brain. that's, That's a big deal. It's a really big deal. Millions of people in this country on antidepressants, okay? And... It's upwards of 90% of people, and me, for years, being one of them, believing, okay, there's a chemical imbalance in the brain. That's what we've been told for a long time. Yeah. Okay, so the first time you would have heard that terminology, David, were you guessing 20 years ago? Longer? Yeah. Somewhere? And I suppose at that point in my life... I was a lot more trusting than I am now because it's been proven to me time after time. There are certainly organizations and people you can't trust. And then it's, well, you can't trust government. You certainly can't trust big pharma. Mm -hmm. And so the studies, the Royal College of Psychiatrists, okay, have urged people not to stop taking their medication in light of the findings They've argued that antidepressants antidepressants were effective, but you have this whole study saying what it's all built on in this chemical imbalance, there is no way to prove it. Yeah. That's a big deal because, I mean, what's big pharma in business for? To make millions and billions of dollars. Wow. You read this, the lead author, Joanna Moncrief, Professor of Psychiatry at UCL, consultant physician at Northeast London, said it's always difficult to prove a negative, but I think we can safely say that after a vast amount of research conducted over several decades, there is no convincing evidence that depression is caused by serotonin abnormalities, particularly by lower levels or reduced activity of serotonin. The popularity of the chemical imbalance theory of depression has coincided with a huge increase in the use of antidepressants. Thousands of people suffer from side effects of antidepressants, including the severe withdrawal effects that can occur when people try to stop them, yet prescription rates continue to rise. So we believe that this situation has been driven partly by a false belief that depression is due to chemical imbalance. Yeah. And a lot of times it's situations or events that have happened in your life. Okay. And I suppose another reason why this is a, a big story to me, and we can get into more of the details a little bit later, and I've shared this before. It was about 15, 16 years ago. 
was having trouble sleeping, and I got put on a sleep aid. And I, at the time, told it's not addictive, okay, but it's certainly going to help you sleep, and it's yeah. better than taking Tylenol PM because you'll wake up with that stuff feeling like you're hungover. So I started taking it, and if you've ever taken anything like an Ambien or a Lunesta, any of that stuff, and you're on it for a while, if you try to go off it, you can't sleep. <laughs> it's not like you just go back to it. And so as I saw a new doctor, uh, because an old one had left the office, said, I can't prescribe this to you, like long-term. Can't do it. It causes dementia. I mean, it's been proven. Or early-onset Alzheimer's. I'm like, what? And do a little research on it. And sure enough, man, that's true. And so, you know, in a certain amount of time, going to be trying to get off of that. And he told me, it's going to be a mother. I'll warn you that. You can do it. People do it all the time. But that three weeks, it, you want to let the people around you know it might be difficult. It might make for some interesting shows. Yeah. Let's, let's do it over Christmas, okay? Robbins is like, can't we? Can't we can just take the time off then. <laughs> just take a month off and you know, go to a beach somewhere. It's something. I don't know, man. Um, but, yeah, more on the antidepressant thing. That's, that is wild to me. Um, I don't know. This is kind of, you know, it's news. It made the New York Post, and I know it's going to be a big shock. Hunter Biden and his current wife, it seems like is, it's on the rocks a little bit. Oh, wow, really? I thought Hunter Biden was one of the more reliable guys in this country. You know, they married not long after meeting. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you knew that or not. Yeah, didn't he get her pregnant, or did they get married? Be- I thought she was pregnant before they got married, right? That's the way I understand okay. it, you know. I mean, at the time, I remember being more concerned about, hey, all these relationships he's had with China and Ukraine, yeah. Russia, and all the money, and the money coming into the Biden family, it appears to be. That, that was the bigger story. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, it, it's the New York Post, so take it for what that is. Mm-hmm. But you can imagine, they have to stay in their mansion in L.A. Remember the whole story about um, secret security? yeah. They had to rent out the place next to them, and it's thousands and thousands of dollars that the taxpayers have to pay every month for them to live in Malibu. Well, they can't really go anywhere because they're followed everywhere. And so he's got his art studio because he's such an artist all of a sudden. Right, right. But she had told a friend apparently, you know, I thought I was meeting this Prince Charming from this great family, and he's really not easy to live with. Well, no, he's, he's a crackhead crook. You can't trust that guy. Why? No. no, so with everything else going on and with the investigation going on into him, I'm sure it's tense around there, to say the least. I would say some antidepressants probably <laughs> not a terrible thing. Though. All right, drug traffickers are caught and released. Did they show up to court? The answer next. San Antonio's News, Traffic, and Weather Station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Innovation. Resilience. Agility. It's how Michigan businesses work together and continue to build the future. Our expertise, talented workforce, and collaborative environment are making a difference now and shaping the future. Join us and make your mark where it matters. Visit michiganbusiness.org slash radio to put your plans in motion. That's michiganbusiness.org slash radio. 
Angie's List is now Angie, your home for everything home. With Angie, you could cross your next project off your to-do list before this ad is over. Just tell us what you need and we'll handle the rest. Sending a top pro to get it done. Or browse reviews, compare quotes from pros, and connect instantly. All for free. For everything from routine maintenance to a dream remodel. Because however you want your project done, we'll get it done. Download the app or go to Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com to get started. How about we grab a picnic and hang out by the lake? How about we go for a walk? How about we play tennis? Looking for people who just want to do something fun? Find them on Our Time, the number one site made for singles over 50. It's easy to use and easy to find people who love doing the same things you do. From gardening to wine tasting to just going for a bike ride. Because even doing the simple things are better together. Start for free today on OurTime.com. Kelly Blue Book is the one-stop shop for pricing, fixing, selling, and instant cash offering. Instant cash offer is exactly what it sounds like. An official offer to buy or trade your car. Just enter your VIN or license plate. Answer a few questions about your car's history and what kind of condition it's in. In minutes, you'll receive an offer to sell or trade your car that you can be sure is fair. Then choose a dealer to purchase your car and schedule a time to meet. For all of the it's, kbb.com. This is Jack Riccardi celebrating 100 years of service on News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. Scott Robin's off today. He'll be back on Monday. Okay. So dra- drug traffickers with fentanyl yeah. were caught and then released. Yeah, that was last month. We talked about this story. California Highway Patrol pulled over two dudes in California's Central Valley, about halfway between Los Angeles and San Francisco. Uh, Both men were from Washington State. And when the cops searched their vehicles, they found 150,000 fentanyl pills. So based on the amount of drugs, they were booked into jail with a bail amount of $1 million each. However... When the probation department submitted a pretrial risk assessment of the suspects to the superior court, the men were classified as low risk and released on their own recognizance. They had enough drugs to kill. What was the number of people? It was an insane amount. Yeah, it was like like a couple million, wasn't it? Yes, that's as I remember it. Um, but low risk. Yeah, low risk. Very you know, low risk criminals here. They're not, they're not going to flee. Well, they had a court date yesterday, and when you know it, they've skipped the country. What? Yeah, they, they, they didn't show up to court. Uh, they fled the country. That's at least what they think. And, and the sheriff uh, in that county is like, no, this is ridiculous. We all knew this was going to happen. You know, he was calling the shot like a, a week ago saying these guys are not going to show up. Yeah, that one's not hard to predict. It's insane. Welcome to Marxism. Well, it's it's the same thing. You got this guy in New York who tried to stab... Uh, Representative Lee Zeldin, who's running for governor in New York. That just uh, happened yesterday during a campaign event. Yeah, a guy walks up and tries to stab him, and he's out. He's out, no problem. Released without bail hours after the incident, after he tried to stab a sitting congressman and current gubernatorial candidate. Um, and And the New York Times headline today is, guess what? GOP assails New York bail laws after suspect in Zeldin attack is released. No. Well, how about anyone with common sense? Right. 
if you polled Americans, those two cases, should they be let out immediately? What would the percentage be, do you guess? Overwhelming. It's got to be over 90%. I would think the same thing. Nobody wants that. My gosh, man. It's no. disgusting. You know, I often say this. You know, you're paying attention to news. There's a lot of darkness, negativity. You're covering it to know what's going on. But there are so many good people in the world. And just for you, just for you, David, I want to highlight J.J. Watt. Ah, J.J. Watt, great American. He is still a great American, even though he's not a Houston Texan anymore well, for you? Well, he saw the writing on the wall. He had to get out. That organization is in shambles, and okay. I don't blame him, you know. Still love for J.J. Watt. Still he is an love. Arizona Cardinal now. So the other night, this woman tweets that she was trying to sell her J.J. Watt sneakers and her J.J. Watt Texans jersey. Why? Not because she didn't love J.J., because she needed to raise money for her grandfather's funeral. Oh. J.J. found out about it. Told her, don't sell your shoes in Jersey. We'll help with the funeral. Sorry for your loss. I'm going to take care of it. That's great American right there. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. Somebody with the means to do it, and he just steps up and does it. Yeah. She replied, quote, I freaking love you, man. <laughs> it's been a hard year for me, and this last month has been hard since the death. I wish I could tell you my story. That's San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. does it take to tackle a home project with angie you could cross it off your list before this ad is over just tell us what you need indoor or outdoor repair or redesign and we handle the rest sending a top pro to get it done you don't have to lift a finger except to tap the screen or click the mouse plus angie is free to use so bring us your next home project and we'll bring it home download the app or go to angie.com that's angi.com to get started Innovation, resilience, agility. It's how Michigan businesses work together and continue to build the future. Our expertise, talented workforce, and collaborative environment are making a difference now and shaping the future. Join us and make your mark where it matters. Visit michiganbusiness.org radio to put your plans in motion. That's michiganbusiness.org radio. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends, yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. Scott Robbins off today. He will be back on Monday. Do you have a news update I, here, David? I, I I feel like I'm taking crazy pills over here. Okay. Okay, so Joe Biden has the Rona. Yes. And uh, Kamala Harris was identified as a close contact, which for us normies means you got to isolate, right? Because you could have it and not know it, and you could be spreading it. Yes. I mean, how many kids lost out on school because, oh, you were in the same class as little Jimmy who got uh, who got the Rona. So even though you don't have any symptoms and even though you're testing negative, you need to take a couple days out of school. Yes. That happened. All Some of us have, have missed work because of that. Yes, because, well, you, you got to be safe. It takes all of us. Remember? Yes. Vice President Kamala Harris at an event today 
Yeah, she's on stage. She's doing a, a little event, a little Q&A session. Mm-hmm. She's wearing the mask as she gets up on the stage. But as soon as she's on the stage, she takes off the mask and then hugs the other maskless moderator. What? I, I just broke news. I, I, <laughs> I mean, if she were a Republican, we'd be talking super spreader. <laughs> It's just it's like, all over. Contact tracing they, done. Wearing a mask if you've been in close contact done. They, you know what we're talking about here? Freedom. <laughs> <laughs> they they just don't care. No. I mean that that's the and then they try to shame all of us for saying, well, geez, all these protocols seem a little stupid, right? I mean, it, it, this thing has basically become a cold for most people. Whether yes. that's through the vaccination, whether that's through natural immunity, and then just the natural progression and evolution of this virus, you know, each strain is a little weaker than the next one. So even though it may spread like crazy, it's not theoretically going to kill as many people. So, yeah, right now, I mean, the idea of having a mask mandate in schools is stupid. The idea of even talking about keeping kids out of school and going remote learning is criminal, in my opinion. You know, all uh, not to mention, as you bring up all the time, Jamie, the idea of a of a vaccine mandate for people in the military or any other portion of the federal government is absolute insanity. It is. It is. And to me, so we know, again, this doesn't stop you from getting it when you get vaccinated. It might keep you out of the hospital. It might keep you from dying. It doesn't stop you from getting it. I got a great idea. Your three-year-old, get him vaccinated. Still the heavy push yeah. for toddlers to get vaccinated. Do what you want with that. I, to me, that's just crazy. Yeah, it is. You've got, I mean, how many other countries are saying that's a great idea? When you None. look around. There are some that won't even let your teens get vaccinated. Yeah. There's a lot we still don't know. That's a fact. I know you get shamed for even saying that. There's a lot we don't know. Yeah. Studies are coming out all the time and not exactly favorable for the vaccine. And then you have this bounce back thing that if you take, what is it, Paxlovid? Yeah. When you're trying to get over COVID, well, that means you could get it again pretty quick. Yeah. Or or it just uh, alleviates the symptoms and then it comes roaring back as soon as you're off of the uh, regimen. Yes. Well, I think the director of Health and Human Services, that happened to. Yeah. It, I mean, the whole thing is crazy. Okay. Now, as far as COVID and Biden, um, who said protocols have stopped Biden from getting COVID? Yeah. Who doc- said that? Uh, again, I feel like I'm taking crazy pills over here. Dr. Ashish Jha, the COVID whisperer in the White House, had this to say yesterday about Biden getting the Rona. Okay. We always said that this was a possibility. I think I even said it from this stage that this was a possibility. Um, and uh, I think that, that the protocols have, have kept him from getting infected. And, and, but we knew that this was a possibility with this incredibly contagious variant. Oh, hold on. The protocols have, have kept him from getting infected. And, and You mean until this time? Right. That so the protocols didn't work, actually. Oh, no. How many people want to go through the protocols? Yeah. Okay. Well, we know, but it's still a possibility. That's mm. not what you sold people on. No, it's not. 
That's the biggest problem. So whenever you say what you just said there, COVID czar, you should probably let people know, listen, at the beginning, at least what we thought was you wouldn't get COVID if you got vaccinated. Uh, and, and then you can go through your little tutorial about, well, Omicron's different. And here's why maybe now you can get it. But what is stuck in people's mind is, well, you and Fauci and Walensky and every legacy media network saying get the vaccine and then you won't get COVID. Our data from the CDC oh. <laughs> today suggests, um, you know, that, that vaccinated people do not carry the virus, don't get sick, um, and, and that it's not just in the clinical trials, but it's also in real world data. Real world data. Yes. Rochelle Walensky, CDC mm -hmm. director. And again, has anybody lost their job? Uh, no. Just curious. No. Okay, uh, let's talk about immigration. Let's talk about the buses of people coming that go to whether it's D.C. or New York, because that's been a story here over the last few days. People that have come in illegally that are then bused to these cities and, you know, from whether that's Texas, anywhere else, saying, hey, we don't know what to do with these people. We can't do anything. Yeah. But it's actually D.C. sending them to New York. Yeah, the, well, the federal government, yeah, is putting people on charter planes and have been for quite some time, yes. uh, dropping them off in Connecticut, New Hampshire, wherever, and then they wind up in New York City, and they're filling up homeless shelters right now. And so you've got Mayor Eric Adams in New York City saying, hey, this is going to be an incredible strain on our resources. And the mayor of Washington, D.C., Muriel Bowser, is worried about the busloads of migrants showing up in her town, sent care of Texas Governor uh, uh, Greg Abbott. It's not that she doesn't want them there. She's right. just afraid that these people, and she'll tell you that they're getting tricked. Right. What? We have for sure called on the federal government uh, to work across state lines to prevent um, people from really being tricked uh, into getting on buses. Uh, we, we think they're largely asylum seekers uh, who are going to final destinations that are not Washington, D.C., but I fear that they're being uh, tricked into nationwide um, bus trips when their final destinations are places all over the United States of America. Well, well too freaking bad. <laughs> uh, honestly, I, okay, because a lot of these people, and I got a heart for 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 many of them who are showing up. Sure. I saw a video uh, from Fox News, which is pretty much the only national outlet actually covering this crisis. Mm -hmm. uh, it was a body cam footage from a border patrol official who had run yeah. into two eight year old girls from Honduras who had made oh. the trip up. They had very little water. They hadn't eaten in over a day, and. They said they had family. One of them had family in California. The other said Reynosa, which is actually in Mexico. And, um, and and you got these little girls. You want to talk about being tricked. These little girls and their parents were tricked because the cartels or human smugglers told them, hey, just get your kid to America and then you all can move there. And the reason they're able to sell that even better now, why we have a crisis at this point the way that it is, is because Joe Biden himself has basically said, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll take you. We're not going to turn yes. you away. Right. So you got these kids, and, and, you know, we hear about it constantly at the border, how many little kids are harmed or, or killed in the process of trying to cross into the country. We don't even know the full number of children who wind up dying or being sold into sex slavery before they even get to our southern border. Oh, gosh. If you say that you have a heart for these migrants, the most loving thing you can do right now 
is make an example of sending people back. Say, no, you cannot make this trip. We will not accept you. And Biden will not do that. No, he won't. Just makes me furious because you're harming children on purpose. Yep, because you know what's happening. Yeah. I thought I was angry about this, but your anger surpassed mine. Sorry. Uh, no, no, it's true, man. It's frustrating for all these people. And I played part of this interview earlier. It is Yolanda Ramon, who is the, well, I've heard she was the mayor of Eagle Pass, Texas. Mayor pro tem, but yeah, leadership in Eagle Pass, Texas. But talking about the problems there, you know who is not showing up to do anything? I'll let her explain. Nobody from Washington has come down here to see what is actually going on here. Right. I am right. Democrat, and we have a governor that's Republican, but he is the only person that has been here, that mm-hmm. has actually visited our city hall several times, that has actually been to the bridge. I'm just concerned about what's going on in my community right now. Yeah. Where's the help? Yeah. There is none. Right. So if you care about these people, Muriel Bowser, D.C. mayor, yeah. I'm afraid they're being tricked. Well, really? Maybe they're getting tricked before they ever leave their home country. Yeah. But you don't care about that. No. You well, want them here. You just want them in another town. Right. Well, honestly, I mean, if you're Muriel Bowser or, or the mayor of New York City or any other uh, Democrat in America, you should be thrilled that these migrants are showing up in your communities because, after all, you're the ones who say that you know how to, how to handle it. Right. You know, you have all the answers, so show us how it's done. Yes. I can hear your frustration. Um, lighter story. Um, man, I don't even know if you'd call it. Yeah, it is a lighter story. Well, it's supposed to be the happiest place on Earth, Disney World. Um, I don't know if you saw the big fight that broke out at Disney World. Oh, gosh, I did. <laughs> and I'll just try to explain it because if you haven't seen the footage. You know how some family members, like a big family is coming in, they'll all wear matching shirts yeah. or matching outfits. You have two of those families. That apparently somebody said something to somebody and oh, a boy. fight breaks out. And then it's it's one of those fights where uh, maybe maybe that's what it was. They kept hearing that on loop. And then all of a sudden someone just broke down. They're like, it's, we're tired. We're angry. You've spent way too much money. It's 1,000 degrees and 100% humidity. I'm going to fight somebody. Somewhere in Fantasyland between Cinderella's castle and Peter Pan's flight, the story says the warring families traded punches and profanity as onlookers screamed in the background, stop fighting! And it was, it's one of those where someone will come up from behind someone, they don't see him coming, yeah. and they'll just cold cock him in the oh, back, geez. right in the back of the head, and then just dragging people. It was absolutely nuts, and apparently that's not the only one of those that's been there this yeah. year. They say that after COVID, people's patients are a lot lower. Yeah, that was something there. So take care if you're going on vacation. Um, So the New York Times did this thing, failing New York Times, asking their columnists, what have you been wrong about? We'll get to that story next. Hey there, it's Lars Larson. Glad to celebrate 100 years of service on News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071.
Angie's List is now Angie, your home for everything home. With Angie, you could cross your next project off your to-do list before this ad is over. Just tell us what you need and we'll handle the rest. Sending a top pro to get it done. Or browse reviews, compare quotes from pros, and connect instantly. All for free. For everything from routine maintenance to a dream remodel. Because however you want your project done, we'll get it done. Download the app or go to Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com to get started. How about we grab a picnic and hang out by the lake? How about we go for a walk? How about we play tennis? Looking for people who just want to do something fun? Find them on Our Time, the number one site made for singles over 50. It's easy to use and easy to find people who love doing the same things you do. From gardening to wine tasting to just going for a bike ride. Because even doing the simple things are better together. Start for free today on OurTime.com. Innovation. Resilience. Agility. It's how Michigan businesses work together and continue to build the future. Our expertise, talented workforce, and collaborative environment are making a difference now and shaping the future. Join us and make your mark where it matters. Visit michiganbusiness.org slash radio to put your plans in motion. That's michiganbusiness.org slash radio. Kelly Blue Book is the one-stop shop for pricing, fixing, selling, and instant cash offering. Instant cash offer is exactly what it sounds like. An official offer to buy or trade your car. Woo-hoo! Just enter your VIN or license plate. Answer a few questions about your car's history and what kind of condition it's in. In minutes, you'll receive an offer to sell or trade your car that you can be sure is fair. Then choose a dealer to purchase your car and schedule a time to meet. For all of the it's, kbb.com. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp. Scott Robbins is out today back on Monday. Again, well-deserved day off. Okay, this is interesting to me. David, I want to know what your take is on this. The failing New York Times had their columnists write about what they've been wrong about in the past. Hmm. All these mea culpas. Well, that, well, it's too little too late. You know what this is. If it has to do with politics, what it is is basically saying, sorry, guys, we slapped you around. And, and to some of the, most of their audience, sorry, we lied to you uh, in order to push a political party. And now that it's not working out, we're going to tell you that it's all about Trump, not about actually the voters. It's, it's basically trying to court Republicans who have come to or conservative or Trump voters uh, to court them back and say, you can trust us. We're on your side. We're about the truth. Right. Just don't vote for Trump again. So even the New York Post covered it, which is funny to me. Um, and in their story, they said this was a package of apologetic essays. There was Paul Krugman admitting he was wrong about inflation. Oh, boy. Well, he's wrong about everything, though. Yeah. That guy Michelle actually... Goldberg oh, go on her hasty call for Al Franken's resignation. Hmm. <laughs> Brett Stevens about his erroneous view of Trump voters and Harad Manju's update on his take on Facebook. But as far as the Krugman thing said, yes, he brushed off any fears that Biden's one point nine trillion dollar rescue package could lead to inflation. He said some warned that the package would be dangerously inflationary. 
Others were fairly relaxed. I was team relaxed. As it turned out, of course, that was a very bad call. Yeah, well, that, that guy's wrong about everything. He said that email was going to go the way of the fax machine in the year 2000, I think, or 2001, somewhere around there. That guy yes. is wrong about everything. How do you keep your job being that wrong all the time? I don't know. And then with Stevens, he said he wrongly judged Trump supporters. And I want your take on what he said here. He said taking broad swipes at them without understanding why they voted for Trump. He said what Trump supporters saw was a candidate whose entire being was a proudly raised middle finger at a self-satisfied elite that had produced a failing status quo. I was blind to this. He said, where's the big money line? Not that they flourish. He said, I could have thought a little harder about the fact that in my dripping condescension toward his supporters, I was also confirming their suspicions about people like me. People who talked a good game about the virtues of empathy, but practice it only selectively. People unscathed by the country's problems, yet unembarrassed to propound solutions. Okay, so he's admitting that he's an idiot. Yeah. Because that, that's a story from 2016. Yep. And then Goldberg, Shell Goldberg, said, I regret calling for Franken, Al Franken, to resign without a Senate investigation. Due process is important whether or not a person did what he or she is accused of. And the absence of it, in this case, has lasting wounds. And she had said, was accused of groping a woman's breast when he was a comedian. No, it was when he was a politician who was grabbing butts. Yeah. So switching gears on that, if you remember... After all the accusations came out, to me, I was like, I don't know if it happened or not. He went on the local station in Minneapolis, yeah. and he was grilled. This woman just killed him, yeah. and it was great. I mean, and then you knew. Yes, you've taken thousands of pictures, yes. but it, when you grab somebody's butt, don't you know it? Uh, I, I understand that, and I, um, again, I am going to have to do everything I can going forward to be uh, enormously sensitive. I well, did you grab the butt or not? <laughs> enormously sensitive. I need to. I'm, I'm going to stop grabbing the butts, and I'm going to start <laughs> caressing them. And then check this out. Do you think this happened unintentionally? Uh, I, my intent. It was not to make them feel uncomfortable. <laughs> so that told me uh, I thought they would like a good caressing. <laughs> what woman doesn't want her butt grabbed and caressed, especially with my touch? <laughs> Guilty. Yeah. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. And the biggest story of the day so far, David? Uh, I mean, there's a lot, but of, of course, you know, the Joe Biden is struggling with the Rona right now, and his vice president, who was identified as a uh, close contact of his is actually on stage doing an interview uh, and isn't wearing a mask. So are we supposed to be wearing a mask or not or what? I mean, because it, 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 I heard like two days ago that if you were a close contact of somebody who had the Rona, you should be isolating and probably wearing a mask just to be safe. Hey, Kamala, are you going to isolate or what? Not today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I guess not. All right. Something we got to get to. <laughs> you have the story, David. Captain Nads, Jerry Nadler, just thank the Democrats' assault weapons ban. We'll explain and get to more coming up.
This is Joe Reinagle celebrating 100 years of service. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, Jen Axer, David Van Camp, the millennial, and the sexy boomer. He's got a beauty day today. Scott Robbins, well-deserved day off. Okay. Where do you want to start? You want to go news update or you want to go Captain Nads? Uh, let's, go, let's go Captain Nads second here. Kamala Harris, who was uh, the vice president who was identified as a close contact of a COVID-positive president, Joe Biden, is maskless on stage at an event what? talking about the issues of the day. Uh, and Kamala Harris was talking about some conversations that she's had with foreign leaders, wondering what's happening to America right now. You want to hear okay, this? Okay, so we're back on that. So we're yeah. concerned about what foreign leaders are thinking. Yes. Okay. All right. We hold ourselves as Americans mm-hmm. out to be a model mm-hmm. of a democracy. Flawed though we may be, imperfect though we may be. We walk into rooms around the world and we talk about the importance of the rule of law, human rights. <laughs> the rule of dignity. law? Yeah. Rule, rule of law, human rights, and dignity, all of which are out the window when you look at what's happening on the southern border. Absolutely. Think of the summer of 2020. Okay, go ahead, Kamala. <laughs> Give me a break. Around the world, they are watching what we are doing. I've had these conversations where they are asking me, Madam Vice President, what's going on with voting in your country? Wait, wait, wait. The, the countries in Europe that don't have mail-in voting, <laughs> that require people to show IDs, right. that in many cases don't have early voting at all are wondering what's happening to voting in America because if you want to mail in a ballot, even if you don't physically need to do it, but if you want the convenience of it, you got to provide an ID. That's tyranny! Nobody believes this anyway. But it's like, and a little girl asked me, what's going on with voting in America? (laughs) No one believes that. So other leaders of other countries are asking you this. Okay, Uh Kamala, Uh what's going on with voting? Got it. A little bit more. What's going on with not allowing women to make decisions about their own body? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah, let's compare that, David. Sorry to stop that again, but uh, you know that that, that 15-week abortion rule in Mississippi that actually wound up going to the Supreme Court and getting Roe v. Wade overturned? That was more liberal than all of Western Europe. Yep. Yeah, it's like settled law in Europe that anything after 15 weeks, come on, you're out of your mind. They look at this country as a bunch of monsters and have for quite a while. Yeah. Anyway, is that pretty much it or is there more? There's more. Oh, bring it. Sure, why not? They're asking these questions because you see, like everybody here who is, everybody here is a role model. (laughs) When you are a role model, people watch everything you do, and they look at you to see if what you say is reflected in what you do. 
So when we think about these oh issues God. like voting rights, <laughs> do understand that it is as big as people standing in line and it not being illegal to give them food or water. When it's not illegal that. anywhere to give anybody food or water, damn it, okay? So you just keep repeating the lies. They, they do. They keep lying. All right. They're standing in line to vote. Mm -hmm. It's as big as that as it is our standing in the world and our ability to defend democratic principles. Mm -hmm. mm. Meanwhile, Joe Biden went to Saudi Arabia and begged the Saudis for more oil. The Saudis yes. not exactly known for being on the uh, leading edge of women's rights and equality. No. Oh, LGBTQ? Well, there's a reason why all the woke companies here in the U.S. do the rainbow flag in June for their social media accounts in the United States, but not in Saudi Arabia. You know why? Because they throw gay people off of buildings in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> and if you try to put the rainbow on your logo in Saudi Arabia, you're not going to see any of that sweet Saudi cash. No. So standing on principles, you say? Mm -hmm, yes. Got it. Obviously. And she's a role model. Of course. That's why she's practicing masking and social distancing today, <laughs> because she's been in close contact with the president who has COVID. Oh, wait, no, she didn't. Right. She hugged somebody without a mask. My gosh. We all know, too, the thing that's funny about this whole take from her is what other countries think of Kamala Harris. Right. If you read that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, because of her, you know, insight that she tries to share with everyone. Russia is a bigger country. Russia is a powerful <laughs> country. Russia decided to invade a smaller country called Ukraine. Yeah. So basically that's wrong. Okay. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. And she's not socialist either. And is that a socialist or progressive perspective? No. <laughs> no, it is the perspective of, of a woman who grew up a, a, a black child in America, who was also a prosecutor, who also has a mother who arrived here at the age of 19 from India, who also, you know, likes hip hop. <laughs> like, what do you want to know? She was right about one thing. Was Leaders that? in other countries say, what's going on in the United States? Right. <laughs> but not for the reason she thinks. Right. Okay. Captain Nads, Jerry Nadler. Yeah. Well, What did he do? Democrats in the House are pushing for a new assault weapons ban. And one of the guys leading the charge just tanked the entire effort. And it's hilarious because it's Jerry Nadler. Uh, Jerry Nadler is this, you know, portly fella, kind of waddles around now. Lost a lot of weight since the 90s. I'll give him that. He has. He's slimmed down a bit. Um. Uh, anyway, he tried to make the argument that the AR-15 is more deadly than the M1 rifle used in World War II. We have audio of this? Yeah, we do. Oh, roll it. As the point was made previously, the M1 of World War II, the various weapons that we saw the Chinese marching with, uh, those ancient guns uh, were far less lethal because... They, had, they, they may have had a larger slug, but the muzzle velocity was much less. They didn't uh, uh, tumble. <laughs> no, no, that's not. Okay, so if you're not familiar with the different cartridges they use, the most popular cartridge of the AR-15, I mean, it's either two two three or five five six. If you look at a chart and compare that to the, to the cartridge that's used in the M1, it's a .30-06. It's like double the size. It's a bigger round. And as far as 
muzzle velocity, uh, there's about a 500 feet per second, I think, difference. So the AR is quicker, but uh, I would rather, if I had to pick one and somebody's shooting at me from 500 yards away, yeah, I would, I w- I would rather them have the AR than the M1. So we have is another Democratic leader that's done their homework on guns. Right. Oh, but the two, two, three tumbles. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> what? Just Badler what? in general. Yeah. Uh, and then butchers he, everything. And then he tumbled into a trap set by Republican Representative Dan Bishop. Here's why. Because before you hear the clip, I'll just set it up here. If you're not familiar with the verbiage that is used here and why it's actually such a, a cagey move by Representative mm-hmm. Bishop. So the Supreme Court has ruled that the Constitution protects private ownership of weapons that are, in their words, in common use, which would include a range of pistols, a range of semi-automatic rifles, bolt-action rifles, things like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now here's the audio. Okay. Would anyone on the other side dispute that this bill would ban weapons that are in common use in the United States today? Would the gentleman yield? I would if I were to answer that question. Yeah, that's the point of the bill. So, so you mean you? So to clarify, Mr. Chairman, you're saying it is the point of the bill to ban weapons that are in common use in the United States today. Yes, the problem is uh, that the gentleman will yield. Okay, so automatically just admitted it. Automatically, because of that, now this this effort is absolutely there's no doubt unconstitutional. Yes, because you're talking about all of them. Yeah, that's basically saying we want your guns. Yeah, all of them. And so just that admission. If if this thing, it's not going to pass anyway. I think it's just a, uh, it's a virtue signaling thing. It's trying to rally the base. We're going to try to ban these guns. Big mean Republicans don't want to ban the guns. That's legacy media will carry that message yeah. along with big tech. But if it were to somehow pass, then it's it's completely DOA. Supreme Court won't. It's it's patently unconstitutional now because Captain Nads is too stupid to understand what the question was. <laughs> That's pretty good, man. I feel like it's almost like a trifecta for you right now, David. Three of your favorites all in the same segment. You had Kamala, Captain Nads, and now Fredo, Chris ah, Cuomo. Chris Cuomo. The Chris Cuomo is back. I don't know if you know this. He's supposed to be making a gazillion dollars with a lawsuit against CNN, right? Yeah. Um, he doesn't have to get back out into the public spotlight, mm-hmm. putting out some sort of content, but he wants to do it. For the right reasons. Okay? So he started a podcast. Apparently yesterday was the first day. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. But then I heard a piece of audio. I'm like, okay, I got to bring this into the show for, if nothing else, comedic purposes. So just know where he's coming from. All right? Chris Cuomo. My goal is to help all of us get to a better place. I know there are solutions. I know there are better ways that we can speak to each other, dialogue, which means listening. There are changes we can make as a group and, yes, as individuals. <laughs> Again, when this guy was on CNN every night and would spew forth all this nonsense, we had a lot of fun with it on this show. <laughs> okay, and knowing at some point it was going to run out, and it certainly did, but now he's back. That's why I'm back. That's why I'm reaching out, and that's why I'm asking for more of you to recognize yourselves as free agents. Okay, a free agent what? to me is someone who's not tied to any party, team, or tribe. You're not burdened by affiliation or agenda or dogma. 
you have an open mind, see, an open heart, mm-hmm. and you're willing to listen, mm-hmm. to learn why others agree and disagree, that you are open at least to the possibility that someone who thinks differently than you may know something that you don't. How about that? Uh-huh. Yeah. Just dialogue a little bit. Get along. See another's point of view. That's not a good example of Chris Cuomo. If somebody called him Fredo, that's why he wanted to beat him up and throw him down yeah. the stairs there, okay? That's not fair. Yeah. He's always been one to wait and try to understand. Like, remember the Border Patrol agents, the southern border, mm-hmm. when they were accused of whipping oh, yeah. Haitian migrants coming in? And that needed someone, especially in the national spotlight, to take a step back and say, hey, there's got to be more to this story, right? Mm-hmm. And to revisit that for just a moment, I think Chris Cuomo's that guy. We really are in the throes in this country of figuring out who we are and what we're about. And I was taken aback uh, by a single image that should make you pay attention to a problem. This one. There's a lot here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, as an image, to me it does smack of a bygone era of slavery. (laughs) Aided by reports of people being beaten with, with a riding crop or the reins, most likely. See, uh, oh my gosh, just exchange ideas and understand Dude. where other people are coming from. Yeah, you know, the guy who tried to bully his brother, the former governor of New York, Andrew Cuomo's uh, sexual harassment accusers. The guy who tried to shut them down, dig up dirt on them. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. The guy who faked having the coronavirus, that guy wants everybody to see all store, all sides of a story. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, I suppose now that he's back, I guess, you know, you put together a no bit for people. Oh, yeah. If you're new to the show, if someone's running a campaign and they got to bow out, yeah. David will often do an no bit for him. Yeah. Or if they're out of a career. And so when Chris Cuomo got fired from CNN, mm-hmm. David put together an no bit. I think we should probably relive it one last time. Okay. Now that he's back. We dropped some truth on their roof. <laughs> Democrats, they are not lying the way Trump does. I never you broke did not, quarantine. You deny that. I that never, happened. absolutely. And, then you came, and please, show me where it says that protests are supposed to be polite and peaceful. Obviously, I cannot cover it. My brother. Do you think that you are an attractive person now because you're single and ready to mingle? I am the love gov. I'm a cool dude and loose mood. You know that. <laughs> yeah, he's the kind of nice guy that we need. Just bring people together. You know how. You're going to have a problem. Huh? What are you going to do about it? I'll ruin you. I'll throw you down these stairs like a punk. Please. Real quick, you were out earlier this week, but did you see that uh, he tried to sign up to be a volunteer firefighter? And then no, he had to joking? bow. He had to bow out because he realized it took too much time out of his day. Oh, that's incredible! <laughs> oh my gosh! Okay, why won't the White House let Biden's doctor speak to the media? We got to get to that and set you up with the Friday Five next right here.
This is Nora O'Donnell from CBS News. Congratulations to KTSA on 100 years of service to my hometown of San Antonio and South Texas. How long does it take to tackle a home project? With Angie, you could cross it off your list before this ad is over. Just tell us what you need, indoor or outdoor, repair or redesign, and we handle the rest, sending a top pro to get it done. You don't have to lift a finger, except to tap the screen or click the mouse. Plus, Angie is free to use. So bring us your next home project, and we'll bring it home. Download the app or go to Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com to get started. How about we grab a picnic and hang out by the lake? How about we go for a walk? How about we play tennis? Looking for people who just want to do something fun? Find them on Our Time, the number one site made for singles over 50. It's easy to use and easy to find people who love doing the same things you do. From gardening to wine tasting to just going for a bike ride. Because even doing the simple things are better together. Start for free today on OurTime.com. Innovation. Resilience. Agility. It's how Michigan businesses work together and continue to build the future. Our expertise, talented workforce, and collaborative environment are making a difference now and shaping the future. Join us and make your mark where it matters. Visit michiganbusiness.org radio to put your plans in motion. That's michiganbusiness.org radio. Kelly Blue Book is the one-stop shop for pricing, fixing, selling, and instant cash offering. Instant cash offer is exactly what it sounds like. An official offer to buy or trade your car. Just enter your VIN or license plate. Answer a few questions about your car's history and what kind of condition it's in. In minutes, you'll receive an offer to sell or trade your car that you can be sure is fair. Then choose a dealer to purchase your car and schedule a time to meet. For all of the it's, kbb.com. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp. Scott Robbins out today back on Monday. Okay, what is the deal with Biden's doctor and talking to the media? Well, CNN's John Berman asked White House COVID czar Ashish Jha why we're not hearing from Biden's personal medical team. Well, that's a good question. He's got COVID. What's the deal? Why have not we heard from them? Well, I think you have heard. There's, there's, you know, Dr. O'Connor is his personal physician. You have heard from Dr. O'Connor in the letter. We are fully committed to transparency here. You're going to hear every day from Dr. O'Connor through uh, written communication. He was going to oh. put out his own statement as, uh, with his assessment of how the president's doing. And then the second part is, you know, we're all in pretty constant contact. We're speaking to each other. I'll be speaking to the president every uh -huh. day. Uh, that combination means that the American people will have a very full, complete picture no. of how the president is doing. No. But no plans to make him available to the press or the public mm. as of now? You know, uh, Dr. O'Connor is going to be sharing his information. Yeah. I will be out there. I think oh. you're going to hear from a variety ah. of administration officials. Uh, about the president, but obviously the clinical physicians, uh, um, me, uh, Dr. Fauci, you'll hear from, who's also been. Yeah, you're not going to get any questions. Yeah, no. we got things to cover up. You know how it goes. You know what? We got to get you set up for the Friday Five countdown we do every Friday. Did you know it's World Police and Firemen Games starting this weekend? So we're doing the greatest songs of all time with fire in the title. 
Think through that. And if you want to get in early, the number is 210-619-2053. The Friday Five, songs with fire. This is Aaron Katursky, ABC News. Congratulations to KTSA on 100 years of service to San Antonio and South Texas. Innovation. Resilience. Agility. It's how Michigan businesses work together and continue to build the future. Our expertise, talented workforce, and collaborative environment are making a difference now and shaping the future. Join us and make your mark where it matters. Visit michiganbusiness.org radio to put your plans in motion. That's michiganbusiness.org radio. Angie's List is now Angie, your home for everything home. With Angie, you could cross your next project off your to-do list before this ad is over. Just tell us what you need, and we'll handle the rest. Sending a top pro to get it done. Or browse reviews, compare quotes from pros, and connect instantly. All for free. For everything from routine maintenance to a dream remodel. Because however you want your project done, we'll get it done. Download the app or go to Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com to get started. Be- Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. Scott Robbins off today back on Monday. It's that time on Friday. It's the Friday Five, our big countdown, and it always starts like this. The countdown is on. You know what this means? It's our favorite time of the week. Friday Five. It will test your head and your mind and your brain. On the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right, Friday Five. It's our countdown. I don't know if you knew this, but it is the World Police and Firemen Games. And Rotterdam going on this weekend. All right. Pay-per-view, I don't know, but we want to celebrate by doing the greatest songs of all time with fire in the title. Yes. I saw a little clip of it, and, you know, you get guys with fireman gear on, hats, you know, having to, you know, complete these challenges. It looks pretty intense. It looks pretty mm-hmm. cool. So, you know, we're looking for an excuse to do different countdowns. So today it's the greatest songs of all time with fire in the title. Uh, I'll just say this before we start. There were two of mine in the top five that didn't make it mm-hmm. that are honorable mention. Did yours make it? Uh, I had one that did not make it, and it was because what wound up being number five got there on the strength of Scott Robbins' pick. And I know he's not here to defend himself, but I'm still going to say it's very weak. Uh, I would say so. Great song, man. (laughs) (laughs) So even though he's not here, he he may make some sort of appearance now and again. Yay! That sort of thing. Who's our first caller today? Uh, let's start off with Mary in Delaware. Hey, Mary. Hi, guys. Happy Friday again. Happy Friday, Mary. What do you got today? Well, today I'm going to go with an old favorite of mine, Light My Fire by the Doors. It's unbelievable. How many number ones have you had, Mary? 
Oh, no, don't tell me. <laughs> Number one. <laughs> Who's paying you, Mary? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> she's awesome. You could say she's on fire. She is on fire. Wow. I was just telling some people last night, Mary gets through, and she is in the top three, it seems like, anytime she makes it through. Of course, that was a big hit. Oh, yeah. A total test of timer. And where did I have that? Number two. Yeah. You must have that number one. I had it number one. Scott had it number one. There you go. Yeah. Not my favorite Doors song, but, I mean, I, I like it enough. The radio edit I prefer. You know, the longer version the sort of meandering guitar and, and organ solos, I'm, I'm not a big fan of. Ray Manzarek, very disappointed in you, David. I know. Well, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't appreciate that. <laughs> okay, we got our number one. Who's next? Uh, let's talk to uh, CD in Roanoke, Virginia. Yeah, hey, how you doing? I just wanted you guys as a suggestion to put a montage together of Trump saying, hey, JB, you're fired. <laughs> After saying that, um, I'm going to go with Bob Seger. Fire down below. Oh, man. We, we were talking about this song yesterday, putting this together later on. Yeah, I love this song. What hurt it more than anything is it lack of being a hit, yeah. I guess you would say. But like it is every week, if we did our personal favorites, the list would look completely different. Oh, yeah. You try to honor the countdown by the three criteria of iconic or how big a hit, test of time, and then personal like. But yeah, love that old Bob Seger stuff. Um, it wasn't a big, big hit. <laughs> I know. Even though Robbins isn't here, yeah, I know. It wasn't a big, big hit. That's why it was not in the top five. All right, who's next? Uh, we got John in Connecticut. Hey, John. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Uh, you know what I got to say is Mary is amazing, not just because she keeps walking in and owning the room, but she's able to dial so fast with all that oil rain falling on her phone in Delaware. <laughs> That's true. You got the oil slicks on the phone. and yeah. I mean, How does she even hold the phone? It's amazing. <laughs> it is. It's a skill. That major League sticky. It is. It's true. <laughs> So, since I'm following Mary again, King of the Honorable Mention here, I've got uh, Johnny Cash, Ring of Fire. That was my number one. Good call. Number two. I fell into a burning ring of fire. Huge hit. Down, yeah. Down, Iconic. Down, and the Test of time. And it burns, burns, And I love that song. Yeah. Well, it, it was a... It had a couple of different resurgences since it was released. It, it was the initial release, and then actually it was uh, on the soundtrack of one of the Tony Hawk video games. I didn't so know that. It got exposed to an entirely new generation and started, you know, more people were uh, paying attention to it. And then, of course, Walk the Line, the Johnny Cash biopic, yes. comes out, and now suddenly it's a hit again. And it's one of those yes. big, iconic test of timers. Absolutely. Still love hearing that. All right, so we're just ticking them off. One, two, who's next? Uh, let's talk to Woody in Vancouver. Hey, Woody. Hey, guys, love your show. In Scott's absence, I like David's official trifecta of the VP, Captain Nads, and Fredo. Maybe <laughs> next week he could do the hair gel, Lori Lightweight, and Todd Whalen. There you go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Great reference. Okay, my song, Jerry Lee Lewis, Great Balls of Fire. Dude, number three. 
Yes. The killer. I know you're not a Top Gun guy, Dave. But we were just talking about this. Yeah, it was in the original Top Gun. It's back again. And this song is, well, it's been in commercials. It's been a test of timer forever. Iconic song. And I love this song. And yeah, I heard this a lot growing up because my dad was a big fan. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. I had those records and the Elvis records, and then there was the Outlaw Country, all that stuff I picked up from Pops. Okay, so it's songs with fire in the title for our Friday Five. And again, the number is 210-619-2053. We already have number one, two, and three. This is like a record. Who's next? Uh, let's talk to Scott in Bedford, VA. Greetings, comrades. <laughs> hey, Scott. Hey, I understand Robbins is recuperating from a recent homicide attempt by his cat, leaving a live mouse on his bed. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be all right. Yes, and I also heard that Pilauzi wants to join AOC's group called the Spite Girls, and her name will be Lowrider. <laughs> of course, You're bringing it in every nickname, week, buddy. Of course, that nickname came from when she was driving around Delaware with President Magoo and got an oil slick on her headlight. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and then President Mumbles immediately attempted to clean her headlights by rubbing them with octopus sauce. <laughs> Very well done. Working it all in. Well, it can all end with Peter Doozy's nickname for Biden and Chameleon, Fire and Rain, James Taylor. There you go, man. Dude, have we ever had one, two, three, and then number four? Uh, once, several years ago. I want to say it was like 2016. Wow. Of course, that was a big hit. Test the timer. What would you give that for Test of Time? I gave it an eight. Yeah, that's one of the, the songs that really has stuck around from his catalog. Yeah. Like that, your smiling face. And... Yes. Now, I have no idea what anyone's going to pick because I can't see any screen to know who's calling or what people are picking. Right. Mm -hmm. But my prediction is there's no way someone's coming in with number five right now. No. No, that's. And again, if you're just joining us, <laughs> number five would never have made it unless Robbins picked it so high because it was not in my top five. Yeah. It was, it not, was not in my top five either. It Yay. was high. Gee <laughs> whiz. Okay, who's next? Uh, let's talk to Mike in Dallas, Texas. Hey, Mike. Hey, how you guys doing? Doing great, Mike. Thanks for checking in from Big D. Uh, see, I'm going to go with uh, the cult firewoman. Oh, dude. That was in my top five, yeah. dude. Way to be. That was my number five, too. Yeah. But Scott had what what was ranked at number five, finally, so high up that it canceled out two of us having this song in the top five. So I had this at a seven for hit and like a five for Test of Time. Yeah. Does that sound fair? Yeah, I think that's fair. Personal likes a 10. Yes. So they gave it the score 22, which was good enough to get in. But, yeah, you'll understand once we get to number five of Robin's pick there. That whole All Sonic right. Temple album. I love that album. That's wild, man. You were two years old when that came out, too. 
I was a little older than two, but man, I love that album too. <laughs> All right, who's next? Uh, let's talk to Brian in Indiana. Hey, Brian. Hey, how's it going, guys? Happy Friday. You too, Brian. Thanks for checking in, man. Right on, right on, right on. What you got? As a as a Kiss fan, old school Kiss, I've got to go with Firehouse because it's hot and we need to call out the Firehouse. There you go. Yes, sir. I love the studio version. I love the live version. It's great to hear that. Yeah, those first six, seven Kiss records, man. I'm still a sucker for those. Very well done. Okay, we're still obviously looking for number five. Songs with fire in the title. The number is 210-619-2053. See if someone gets number five. This will be really interesting on Robin's pick. It's Songs with Fire in the title, Friday 5, and we'll wrap it up next right here. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins out today. He'll be back on Monday. We do have a news update to get to in the next 15 minutes. Okay, we got to finish up our Friday Five. That's the countdown that we do every Friday. And in honor of the police and fire games kicking off this weekend in Rotterdam, it is the greatest fire songs of all time. That's your number one right there. Doors, light my fire. Johnny Cash, Ring of Fire at two. Great Balls of Fire from Jerry Lee Lewis at three. And then James Taylor, Fire and Rain at four. We don't have number five yet. It was picked by Scott Robbins. It was high on his list, and that's why it stayed in the top five. So the number to call is 210-619-2053. And back to it now, David. Uh, let's start off with Chris in Washington. Hey, Chris. Hey, how's it going, guys? Great, Chris. What you thinking today? Jimi Hendrix, Let Me Stand Next to Your Fire. Oh, man, yeah, love man. that song. Let me stand next to your fire. I think it happens about once a year. I go on a Hendrix kick for like a week to yeah. two weeks. For, what was that, a two to three year span? Mm-hmm. That's a lot of great music. Yeah. Holy smokes, what man. What gets overshadowed is... is how good the other two guys in the band are. They are. What they do. Yes. Because it's Hendrix, you know, he's the icon, he's the front man, he's the guitar hero. Mm-hmm. But, like, those two other dudes were freaking awesome. The drum work on that song in particular is incredible. Yeah. Yeah, good call there. All right, who's next? Uh, let's talk to Scott in Ithaca, New York. Hello, hello. Yo, thanks for checking in. Hey, it's my pleasure. All right, what you got today? Okay, so he was my favorite in college and grad school. Heck, he was my boss. Everybody's boss. Bruce Springsteen. I'm on fire. Big hit. Hey, little girl, is your daddy home? Did he go and leave you all alone? It was one big song after another after another off that album. Oh, 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 I'm on fire. And it was before you were born, David. Yeah. 
But MTV actually played music videos. That's all he did. Oh, yeah? And it was every hour, especially that video. All right, I'll bite. What's MTV? Okay, God. They used to play music videos, David, and you'd turn it on, and you would see, you know, it was basically all the top 40 stuff and then hairband stuff for a while, and it was pretty cool at that time, but now you can YouTube everything, Yes. so you don't have to sit through the crap to get to the stuff you like. Right. So we could glory day it, but it's actually better now. <laughs> and now, on with the countdown. Now, on with the countdown. <laughs> Thank you. Let's talk to Hunter in Washington. Hey, Hunter. Hey, guys. How you doing today? Good, Hunter. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, this one's kind of nostalgic for me. I remember growing up listening to my dad, but listening to all the funk music, uh, Ohio Players Fire. Dude, that's the other song I had in my five that did not make it, yes. That was a number one song. Oh, yeah. And the consensus was, test the time of five? Yeah, I mean, people kind of know it. It's used in a lot of ad campaigns. It's, you know, it's around, but... Yeah. Yeah. How can you not have fun hearing that song? Oh, I think it's fun. The thing is, with a lot of these songs, I like them for about thirty seconds, and then I'm and then I'm done with it. It's I don't hate it after thirty seconds. I'm just I'm just kind of over it a little bit. I understand. Instant gratification. Yeah, that's well, what it is. Okay, YouTube generation. You know, I know. I get it. <laughs> Next song. Uh, Shockingly, we don't have number five yet. No, we don't. Let's talk to uh, Mark in Lynchburg, Virginia. Hey, Mark. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, Mark. I think I've got this. I think I've got this fifth. It is going to be "Into the Fire" by Don Dockin and George Lynch. Yeah. But it's not in the five. No, Robin song made it into the five. It was not Dockin. This song's off tooth and nail. I had a tooth and nail tour t-shirt, <laughs> and I'm not even joking. I you sold it to it? a guy in Europe for like 60 bucks. Oh, wow. Yeah, no joke. <laughs> had the big claw coming out of the front. <laughs> okay, do we have time for another call, or do we have to get to number uh, we five? Got, we got to get to Robin's lame pick. Okay, so all these songs that didn't make it, right? Mm-hmm. So what is number five? Number five. Baby, you're fire, you're Okay. You can say, well, that was a big hit. I'll give you that. I'll give it a 10. Oh, yeah. Test of time. I have. I don't know. What would you say? Dude, of course. It's played on July 4th, maybe. I was thinking even if it gets to, like, number six, my personal like, it's just not my thing. It's like a two. So it just doesn't make it. Well, I, don't, I don't know what group of men sit around loving Katy Perry's Firebird. What, what did you say? I don't what? know what group of, of men sit around loving, you know. I don't either. That's I don't it's entirely among men who have sex with me. Oh, okay, okay, that might have been it. out of context. <laughs> this is the Markley Van Camp and Robin show. And biggest story of the day. So <laughs> <laughs> biggest story of the day so far, David. If you listen to the show all the time, you heard Robbins actually say that as part of a story earlier yeah. this week. And <laughs> David instantly took it out of context and said, we need to say that. It's entirely among men who have sex with me. That's the biggest story of the day. <laughs> and this is exactly what Robbins was afraid of being off today. Of us taking different clips out of context of things he said during the show. I'm going to be the whacker if that's the case. <laughs> 
So he's not going to be along with the trifecta today. Yay! (laughs) You have a news update and much more to get to next. Van Camp and Robin show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. All right, David, you want to start with a news update? Or how about this Democrat running for Texas lieutenant governor? Talking oh, yeah. about school choice. Yeah, school, school choice has seen this huge groundswell of support because of COVID lockdowns. Yes. Uh, people are finding out what's in the curriculum. People are realizing that even though the public pays for these schools. They were the first ones to close and the last ones to reopen when things got tough. Uh, a lot of states are choosing to allow families to take their tax dollars with them to get out of failing public schools. It's a great thing. Which is, it's a great thing. Democrats are fighting this because they're beholden to the teachers' unions and special interest groups that stand to lose funding if people leave the schools. Mm-hmm. And they can never answer the question, though. They never want to answer the question. Whenever they say, hey, this school choice, vouchers for private school, things like that, that'll decimate public schools. Well, then you always ask the question back, why? If the public schools are doing what they're supposed to be doing, then why would it devastate them? Because obviously there would be no problem and no one would leave. Absolutely. You're saying that we should settle for a subpar uh, product. Yes, that's what they're saying, so we can indoctrinate the kids. Right, and in fact, according to Texas Democratic Lieutenant Governor candidate Mike Collier, families are vultures if they want to leave. Vultures? As Lieutenant Governor, I will lead the legislature to amend our Constitution to ban forever private school vouchers. You know why? Because vouchers are for vultures. Tell me, tell me again how the Republican Party is extreme. <laughs> you people want your choice and want your kids to have better schools? You're, you're vultures. Okay, that's going to work. Good luck. Good luck with that message. Um, meanwhile, Yamish Alcindor, she used to be with, well, public money, yeah, PBS. Now she has a job at CNN, right? Uh, MSNBC, I think. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, she gave some hilarious analysis on the news that Joe Biden has COVID. This, this is just like one bad take after another. Well, that's par for the course for yeah. Yamish. It's a great study in how someone can keep rolling and never get fired. Think about the fact that now we have two U.S. presidents in a row that have had that have tested positive right. for COVID. And I think what we're going to see here is likely a, a different sort of approach to it. Let's remember his predecessor um, took off his mask, even though it was sort of in the period where he could have possibly infected other people. He didn't want to talk about getting vaccinated at the White House. President Biden, I suspect, just in talking to White House officials, well, is going to remind people. Well, okay. When they talked about Trump taking off the mask, and I heard him on the Today Show actually say ripped off his mask. He was outside. Right. No one was around him. And Joe Biden has the Rona and was in an office space right next to a photographer without a mask on. So if you want to talk about masking, 
This dude actually has it right now, is contagious. And if masking is supposed to be this great thing, uh, mm-hmm. he wasn't following the protocols. Where's your mask? But anyway, go ahead, Yamish. Yeah. It's going to remind people, yes, I can get it, which means you can get it, which means we all have to be vigilant about this. Um, and also, of course, this diagnosis really does mean that he's going to have to really quarantine himself and stay away from people. While he was under pressure to be out on the campaign trail, to be out in the world, to show that he was doing something, yeah. because he has Democrats in particular mm. who are saying there are all these sort of fires out there, abortion politics, all of these different things that are happening. And um, voters in particular during a midterm season, they need to see you out in the world. They need to make Make sure that you they feel like you're connected and feeling their pain. And now he's not going to be able to do that. They don't want him to, Yamish, and you right. know that. Right. That That's the thing. It's actually, this is actually the best thing that could happen for Democrats on the campaign trail is if Joe Biden gets long COVID and has to stay off the campaign trail. There's a reason why Tim Ryan, running for Senate in Ohio, uh, didn't show up to be with Biden when he was in Cleveland a while back. Right. All over the place. I mean, Stacey Abrams had a scheduling conflict anywhere where there is a competitive race. Democrats don't want to be seen near Joe Biden because he has historically low approval numbers. Of course. Like this lady gets paid to provide political analysis. Yeah. It's always propaganda, isn't it? And she's really it's remarkable that we've had two presidents in a row who have gotten covid. No, it's not. (laughs) <laughs> COVID, COVID wasn't around except in that Chinese lab when Barack Obama was president. What do you expect? Barack Obama gets COVID while he's president before COVID is a thing? Dude, just imagine, okay, because you come from the world of news. You've got this pool of reporters, right? Yamish is there. So you have some people, and I may not agree with all of them, but are like at least somewhat professional to their craft. Mm-hmm. None of them take Yamish seriously. No. No one thinks, man, I know she's going to ask a great question today. It's come to be expected from her. Yeah. Be my guess. But as far as COVID goes, this is interesting to me. Because there's a new Dutch study out from the Dutch government showing that the mRNA vaccines don't offer long-term protection. Yeah. From serious illness, not just from getting it. But talking about hospitalizations, like once you get past seven months, what they're finding out is that actually, if you've had all your vaccines, at least by study right now, you're more likely to end up in the hospital than if you weren't vaccinated. Wow. That's massive. That's a big thing. That is a big thing. Now, will we report on that in the United States with legacy media? I'm guessing no. It's a Dutch study. But there have been, you know, a handful of doctors around the United States or medical professionals or people from academia that have been hesitant about the vaccine. And usually they're demonized, especially they were early on. You know, as an example, real quick, do you remember the first time it would have been reported that someone had been vaccinated and then got COVID? It was almost scandalous. Yeah, and I remember saying on the air, I knew a guy that had, that had COVID, then got vaccinated like two months later, and three months later got COVID again. And I remember even telling that story. I mean, we're not afraid somebody's going to come get us. Could happen, I guess. But 
it was like, wow, no one talks about that sort of thing. Well, it's all anecdotal. And right. then there was more and more. And, and then Legacy Media had to report it. But there was a guy, and Tucker Carlson had this dude on last night, Dr. Harvey Rich from Yale School of Public Health, you know, talking about he being very much open and honest about what he was thinking about COVID and vaccines early on and then sort of the price to pay and why so many people just want to lay low in the medical profession and yeah. not really speak about what they think. Here he is. I have lots of people who've supported what I've said, people from diverse walks of life and different academic disciplines, not just medicine, epidemiology, and science, that basically everybody's got some reason to be scared about being public because of negative consequences to them, their economics, their family, and whatever. So they prefer, prefer to just kind of be under the radar. And in fact, the telemedicine groups have been under the radar, but have treated more than a quarter million of Americans with the drugs that one's not allowed to talk about, hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin, what? very, very successfully, overwhelmingly successfully, a quarter of a million people treated that way. And it's all sub rosa, but it's it's working that way. Yeah, I, I've heard the same thing with uh, actually is an antibiotic that I took, uh, not for COVID, at least again, I was never, never tested positive. I still have yet to test positive for it. But uh, a few months ago when I had that bronchitis, um, and I can't for the life of me remember what the name of the of the drug was, but the doctor did say, yeah, I've given this to a lot of people for, for COVID, even though they, you know, officially you're not supposed to talk about that. I mean, you hear about it all the time. I, I think that's that's pathetic that you have any doctor who's afraid to openly comment on using medication that they're seeing as working because some researcher in Atlanta with the CDC is saying no, or somebody with the NIH in D.C. is saying no. Uh, you can't talk about that. We have not formally approved it. That's sad to me. That is a complete dereliction of duty. And everybody involved in this bullying campaign against doctors who are seeing results, even though they're saying, you know, you can tell the patient there's no there there's no uh literature that backs up that this works but here's what i've seen right. uh, in some of my patients so i don't know that it'll work but maybe maybe it could help that's informed consent um anybody who is part of this bullying campaign of doctors treating their patients that they know needs to be fired and publicly needs to be humiliated for what they've done it's 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 a huge machine and that's why so many people don't trust it anymore. And it, it really is sad. I want to move on to something else. Ticketmaster. Ticketmaster, you know, I don't think people have a great feeling about Ticketmaster, but a lot of times people don't want to pay, you know, some crazy fee for tickets to a concert, you know, from a scalper. Mm -hmm. And Ticketmaster has seen, you know, a lot of different, you know, secondary market companies make a boatload of money by gobbling up tickets and selling them for crazy prices. So I wasn't aware of this until I saw the story, but it was an eye opener. Um, there is a new way Ticketmaster is doing their pricing. Mm -hmm. Okay. So Springsteen announces a tour, right? He was just on the Friday five tickets go on sale yesterday. Fans notice, wait a second. This isn't the secondary market. This is Ticketmaster. And you're not talking about front row or VIP. 
you're talking about mid-floor seats in Tampa going for $4,400. Whoa. Floor seats in Boston, $5,000. Again, not being sold by scalpers. Ticketmaster is selling them. It's part of their dynamic pricing program. So allows ticket prices to just fluctuate based on supply and demand. Wow. So they can rise to the level of a reseller that that fast, but keep the money or make a deal with the artist that you're going to get the money. So what do you think of that? Well, it freezes the scalper out. Yeah, I get that. I mean, it basically just uh, turns them into scalpers themselves, I guess. Yes. It's kind of like, hey, wait a second. Somebody's making a lot of money. Yeah. Of our tickets and that artist, we want that money. Right, exactly. I mean, it's it's kind of like the NCAA not wanting somebody to sell their likeness. It's like, no, 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 no. We make money off of your likeness, <laughs> student athlete, okay? You're not making anything off of it. I don't know. Who pays $5,000 to see the Dr. Thunder version of Bob Seger anyway? <laughs> A lot of rich liberals, I think. I don't know. Maybe some conservatives, too. I don't know. Man of the people. I, pay $5,000 to come see me. Dude, is there anybody you'd pay $5,000 to see? No. No. Yeah, me neither. Okay. Got a news update. And Nimrod's in the news. Straight ahead. David Van Camp. Scott Robbins out back on Monday. News update, David Van Camp. Um, I'm going to need help translating this. So Kamala Harris, the vice president, who was identified as a close contact of the uh, COVID-positive president of the United States. Mm -hmm. She's at an event today, uh, again, not wearing a mask, went up and, uh, and, and hugged the moderator of this event. Which is, I mean, that's super spreader territory. Oh, buddy. Yeah. You imagine Mike Pence doing that back in the day? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I was, I, I'm going to refrain from making a Kamala Harris super spreader joke for the sake of any young ears that might be listening. <laughs> uh, I can only imagine. Just saying, all right, all right, all right you come to your own conclusions here. Uh, here is what Kamala Harris had to say to America's mayor. Uh, America's mayors, I should say, plural, uh, okay. if you want to translate this. So when I think about what we need to do to address mayor, um, what ultimately does so often fall on the shoulders of our mayors to address on a community level, um, we need to take action at the federal level. Uh, I think about the way to address mayor. Yes. And then it was plural, mayors. Yeah. Uh, a community level. Yes. Well, I don't think it's at a federal level. I don't think it's at a state <laughs> level because they're a friggin' mayor. Master of the obvious again. And just repeat it over and over. Okay. So what is the point of this speech? 
Uh, just I, out of curiosity? Dude, I don't. It's Kamala Harris basically uh, letting everybody know or trying to let everybody know that she's uh, uh, capable of being president of the United States. <laughs> I think that's what that's really what the goal is. She's going to go to a lot of friendly arenas and speak with crowds and try to like let try to calm the waters because a whole lot of people are nervous. I don't know if you saw the polling earlier this week. I think it was Reuters Ipsos that okay. had, I mean, the, the support for Joe Biden was, had cratered, right? We know that. It's in the 30s yes. at this point. Support for Kamala Harris is at 32%. It's worse. It's worse. It's four yes. points below Joe. It is. Yes. Dude, everyone can see through it. She's and, a phony. And I know that I know that a lot of conservatives are really nervous about the idea of Kamala Harris being president. Uh, personally, honestly, and I, I mean this sincerely, I'm okay with it because I think she is so far underwater and so far out of her depth that she'll be paralyzed with fear and won't be able to do oh, anything, gosh, I can't. especially with a Republican Congress. The other thing, and I'm saying you got to think long term here. All right. Right. There's a lot of damage that's already been done by this administration. If Kamala Harris becomes president of the United States, that will be a generational shift away from the Democratic Party. Gener- okay. I mean, it will take them years to to come anywhere close to power again, holding All power right. again. I'll sit on that. I would get deeper into this, but we got to get to Nimrod. Okay. We got a doozy. You got to hear this. This is when the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Ian. It's Nimrod's in the news on the Martley Van Camp and Robbins show. I love the poorly educated. All right, Nimrod's in the news. Stewart, Florida. Dude does yard work naked, and it's legal. And there's nothing the neighbors can do, okay? And they are extremely frustrated. I'll just say that. He works on his car, and he does it naked. And, you know, everyone's called the police. But he's just out there doing his yard work. It's whatever he needs to do outside naked. Have some respect for the neighborhood kids. Kids catch the bus here. Stop with the nakedness. (laughs) And that's Nimrod.